going to Japan for the Rugby World Cup. The season started back at home. Plenty for the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Last time it was Principality Stadium and Twickenham, which we played in, which was places we get to play in all the time. And now it's going to be, you know, different cities, different stadiums, different crowd. You know, everything's going to be completely different. Japan is somewhere with special memories for back rower Josh Navidi. Having my under-20s World Cup out in Japan as well, and then having my first cap in Japan. So it's kind of a special place for me. Odell McIntosh and Mark Jones have gone from coaching in the Indigo Group Premiership to the World Cup with Namibia. It just shows as a league what coaches are being produced. You know, you just look around this room now where the other coaches are here and you see the quality of coaches is here. Bertha coach Gavin Dacey filling in for Dale McIntosh. And we'll look at the start of the Premiership season later. But we'll start with the Rugby World Cup. And the Wales squad flew out to Japan this week. Before they left, there was a chance to hear from the squad about their hopes and their backgrounds. First, here's number 10, Dan Bigger. And what it's like for him waiting for the squad to be announced. I suppose it was probably a, a tiny bit more relaxing for some of us, but you know, still, you still never guaranteed anything, and it was really nice to be named in the squad. And um, really looking forward to a World Cup away from Cardiff and London, actually, because last obviously last time it was Principality Stadium and Twickenham, which we played in, which was places we get to play in all the time. And now it's going to be, you know, different cities, different stadiums, different crowd. You know, everything's going to be completely different. That's part of a World Cup experience, I think, as well. So really looking forward to that. Well, at least you know a bit about Japan. A tiny bit about it, yeah. We played in uh, Tokyo and Osaka last time so um, I think they'll put a great show on and uh, it's a difficult place to go because there's not really much English being spoken there and it's going to be very different to sort of Cardiff and Swansea and places like that but that's part of the experience and really looking forward to it really as much as on the field stuff really looking forward to experiencing some of the country as well. What about the uh, job of steering the ship though steering Wales through this tournament how much pressure is there on you as an individual do you think? Uh, well, there may well be pressure from elsewhere, but I, I don't tend to put too much pressure on myself. I know what my strengths are, I know what my weaknesses are, and it's about trying to make sure I, I limit as many weaknesses as I can and, and work to my strengths as much as I can as well. So we've got a really good 31 squad, so I'm hoping that there'll be a fair bit of pressure on everybody else as well as perhaps me. But like I said, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Obviously, the last 12, 18 months has been probably a different role for me, but now it's depending on who gets an odd, you know, reset a really good 40 minutes. It's going to be down to the two of us to make sure we put the team in, in a good position. But I think what we've done over the last 12, 18 months as well is the squad's become a, a real squad rather than just relying on maybe one or two people and things. And it's been a real sort of a, a combined effort. So hopefully there's not going to be too much pressure on us and we can delegate that out a little bit. Public expectations, probably semi-final thereabouts? Yeah, I mean, that's probably off the back of such a good year we've had we've got to make sure that we go out there and deliver it's not going to be easy we've, we've got an extremely tough pool to navigate through first you know you look at the, the star-studded Fijian squad it's certainly up front Georgia are going to be extremely strong and then you've got Australia and, and Uruguay as well Australia obviously going to be, always seem to peak for World Cups which never seems to work well for us but like I said I think the win last autumn over Australia and the defensive performance we put in really does make a gives us a bit of confidence I think if we'd have maybe gone into that pool game without beating Australia it would have been a bit of still that hoodoo over us but I think we're quietly confident that if we can get out of the group then we'll be in a good spot we'll see where we go 
in that first game against Georgia, what kind of game are you expecting? Because it's the only be the second time you'll have played yeah. him in an international. So it makes him a bit of an unknown opponent. Obviously, I know the coaches will do their research on them and, and you as players will. But just what kind of game are you expecting of it for the first one? Probably first up, it'll be quite a set-piece oriented game. They'll want to make sure there's as, as many set-pieces in the game as possible. We need to be quite physical and aggressive with it, but we need to make sure that our accuracy is particularly high and we don't want to be playing too much in our, in our own half sort of thing. We want to be, make sure we play in the right areas. And for us, it's about making sure we're as accurate on the ball and, and keep it away from set-piece. When you get to a World Cup, it's all about results. No one can really remember how South Africa played in 2007 when they won it. You know, a few games, they probably were a little bit ropey, but it really doesn't matter. It's about getting results. We're going to want to improve on our performances week in, week out. Obviously, hopefully that will happen, but the main thing is picking up results and, and hopefully we'll be in a good position to do that. Japan holds quite a few positive memories for back rower Josh Navidi. More on that shortly, but first, his reaction to the squad selection. It's just been on edge because you don't know what the, the coaches are thinking. Mentally, you're always thinking, oh, yeah, I might not be going. And all the hard work you've put in over the, the last couple of weeks, you just think back to thinking, oh, am I going or am I not going? And it just puts things in the back of your mind, it just plays on your mind. And then when you do actually get to old, then it's, it's a lot of relief and excitement, really. Japan's somewhere that must mean a lot to you in your rugby career. It seems to be yeah. a pretty important place. Yeah, it has been. Um, obviously, being out in New Zealand, being with a lot of Japanese boys in school and then having my under-20s World Cup out in Japan as well and then having my first cap in Japan. So it, it's kind of a special place for me and it's nice to actually go back out there and visit and go into a World Cup that I've always dreamed of. What do you like playing out there? How different is it? Obviously, the weather's a massive factor, but... I think it's not going to be as warm as what I've experienced before. But as the tournament gets on, it'll get a bit cooler as well, which will be nice. And it's just the humidity more than anything is a massive factor on the games, really. After that tour, when you won your first cap, that took people by surprise a bit. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, because you don't know what you're going to experience. And we have obviously done warm weather training, but it's a lot different playing a an international game out there in, in the heat as well. Silly enough, we played at 2 o'clock midday, so it's the hottest part of the day, which they planned quite well. <laughs> yeah. well at least there's no one looking to get some local advantage now, I suppose. Isn't yeah, there? so I think most of the games are about 5 o'clock, but it's, it's still quite warm and humid then, so um, it's just about adapting to it and getting used to it, really. Pretty well documented the gap, obviously, between your first cap and second cap, but, but the last couple of years have been pretty amazing for you. How has that been for you? Has that been almost yeah. a bit of a whirlwind? So if someone said before that you'd have so many games and win a Grand Slam and captain your country probably four or five years ago, I'd be like, are oh, you joking? The last two years has been unbelievable and it's come thick and fast, really. And at times I do stop and take a step back and think, oh, bloody hell, what, what, what I have achieved in the last, last two years. It's quite special, really, just the Grand Slam and being part of that is something I'll cherish forever, really. Going back almost to the beginning, you come through with the Blues, you've got Sam Warburton and Martin Williams still there at that stage. You're the under-20s player coming through. How tempting was it to leave the Blues, go somewhere else, try and find your opportunity? Instead, you sort of found different positions to play just to get on the field. Going back to that stage, it would have been yeah. easy to have gone a different way, wouldn't it? Yeah, possibly would have. I'm trying to think back at the time. I was, I was just happy to stay at the Blues. But I think the way I played is set up to play across the board, really. So it makes it easier to put me in any position, really, if, if you do have a specialist seven or, or six or back. Like, obviously, Nick Williams at number eight. It's easy to just slot me in somewhere else than uh, 
me just having the speciality and being in one position, really. When we thought of you as a specialist seven, did you always feel you had that ball carrying the, you know, the different sides to your game? Yeah, well, as a youngster growing up, I always want to carry, tackle and jackal, so that's always been in my mind, and it's probably the best part of the game, obviously carrying that ball and getting the ball in your hands more than just tackling jackling all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's fitting in quite well and it's good that I can cover across the board, really. And that's part of, part of blame throughout the squad. There's a lot of versatility in the back row. Back rows are going to be massively important in this World Cup, aren't they? Yeah, I think it shows the number of back rows that we're taking and it's three positions and you can easily cover them across. So um, it's just about keeping the boys fit now and we've got that, that strength and depth, so it's, it's good to have, so the boys can slot in anywhere. Well, James going, does that mean you're more considered a sort of six and eight? How's it going? I'm, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'll just cover anywhere in the back row, really. Wherever they want. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thanks, man. Fellow back rower Justin Tipperick was also in that Wales under-20 side in Japan. I went there in the under-20s World Cup, so i um, been there before for a good few weeks and um, experienced our World Cup, so... Yeah, I've experienced probably a bit more than I thought, actually. Um, but, you know, the culture is totally different over there. The, the weather, the humidity, all that stuff's different. And, no, it, it is a lovely country, so um, it's going to be one thing that um, you can't mourn about. And in terms of that World Cup experience in that country, it's a little bit shorter, hopefully, than the time you're going to be out there this time. But does that mean that the, the rest of the squad have been coming to you sort of saying, what's it like, how different is it going to be, what, what do we do? No, not really. I think, you know, in rugby, a lot of boys are used to travelling and staying away and with this job we're quite lucky we get to travel the world and stay in all different types of places really and I think a couple of boys were a part of our World Cup as well um, one or two other boys would have experienced that as well so it's, it's crazy how quick time's gone as well to be honest I only felt like the other day where it was actually probably in that in the 20s World Cup playing and you know, here we are like 10, 11 years later lucky enough to be part of this squad going there Did you pick up any Japanese? <laughs> no unfortunately I'm just trying to speak English to be honest so uh, I just continue doing that really <laughs> Going forward to those big games everyone's looking at the Australia game how important was it for you as a squad to have got the monkey off your back if you like against Australia and get the win last year and take that into this World Cup clash Yeah it obviously helps um, because we've been so close in the past few years of turning them over the amount of games that we've had that we should have won against them and, and even the game that we did beat them in we probably left you know, two or three more tries out there so we know we can Obviously, get the result now, and the performance is key. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we can get confidence off that. But again, they are a world-class team. They got world-class players, and it's going to be uh, probably toughest game in the group. So, how was scrum half Gareth Davis while waiting for the squad to be named? Quite nervous yesterday morning. I woke up really early, took the dog out for a walk and uh, had a coffee just to try and pass some time, and then. Um, Two o'clock came and uh, I, yeah, I was very happy then to hear my name being called out. Yeah, huge achievement. Um, what are you looking forward to uh, in terms of the whole experience on the field and obviously off the field? Great to be part of, a, of another Rugby World Cup. You know, I remember the Rugby World Cup 2015. Yeah. It's the best tournament in the world for a reason, and the buzz around everywhere where you went was just unbelievable. So you know, I'm looking forward to experiencing something similar if anything better again so um, I think as a group of players we're in a good place and hopefully it can be a, a special World Cup for us. For those players with plenty of speculation around their position such as Hallam Amos what was it like waiting to hear whether or not their name was in the squad? Uh, horrible. <laughs> um, it was very nerve-wracking. It's not something you want to do too many times in your career. 
yeah, a big relief when the squad was named. It's a weird environment to be in because obviously in most games you'd want the team to do well above all else and while that was still the case there's another dimension to it isn't it second World Cup for you you're the mixed feelings looking back on, the, on yeah. the last one for obvious reasons but what do you take out of that experience um, yeah it's, it's a weird one like it's the highlight and one of the lowlights of my careers really um, it would be quite different I think because last time we were you know we were back and forth we were at home quite a lot we were staying here at the Vale so with obviously being in England and in the stadium in Cardiff so it will be really different going to Japan I think hopefully best part of two months if we, if we go deep into the tournament so it'll be a hell of an experience and, and one I'm really looking forward to um, four years ago feels so long ago that it's hard to you know remember my feelings at the time and what to take from it but you know it all just adds up it's all bubbling away in the background that hopefully you know when it comes to the heat of the moment in the games you've got something you know you've got the muscle memory to get you out of these situations you do all the training and then you get that injury relatively early on that must be almost doubly hard yeah yeah it was tough you know as this time last time it was you know a brutal brutal summer like we've worked bloody hard but uh, every day of the week I'd have taken that injury to you know for the team to beat England um, and it's just one of those things part and parcel of the game really obviously you hope to last a little bit longer out in Japan but what are the <laughs> feelings going into the games especially those first three games it's going to be you know, really drawing on the squad strength isn't it yeah yeah it will um, you know obviously Australia everyone knows what they bring you know they're a fantastic side and showed against the All Blacks you know still one of the very best sides in the world um, but then yeah Georgia and Fiji uh, you know they'll be physical will require the full squad effort so yeah it'll be interesting it's a tough old group but I think they all are really this time round and yeah it's brilliant it's, it's such an exciting thing to be a part of because I think over the last 18 months two years we've really built into a into a special group and we're excited and, and confident to see what we can do you going as a fullback or a wing or is utility 13 or... I think <laughs> <laughs> exclusively 13 no um, yeah I think probably that helped my case a bit is that I'm quite versatile so you know, while I, I want to play 15, that's where I want to be playing. I've played most of my rugby on the wing this year and I've actually played more 13 this year than full-back. So I'm happy wherever. Yeah, now it's a case, I think, of some, some really tough games coming up and I think you know, it will require a full squad effort from, from all the 31. And finally, just about Japan. How much research have you done about Japan, what to expect? How much are you looking forward to the opportunity of maybe getting outside the bubble if you can? Uh, definitely looking forward to that. I know we've got a, a decent break between the second and third game, haven't we? So I think we'll have a hopefully a few days off then. But... I haven't done any yet. I don't like to jinx it. You know, I haven't even let my girlfriend talk about potential flights or anything like that. And yeah, then hopefully pick up some some few language tips and stuff like that. Any strange things that'll be in the bag? Anything very different? <laughs> no, I'll probably have to take my books because I've got my finals at the end of the year. So this will be a big year from the medical side of things as well. So might take some some flashcards and stuff just to keep my brain ticking over, but nothing too out of the ordinary. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. All the players out in Japan are there because of a junior club somewhere where they started to play the game. That was recognised in the video to announce the squad, with their original clubs naming the names of the Wales squad players. For prop Nicky Smith, that was one alloy, as he told Liz Jones. So congratulations on the selection. Just to follow on with the recognition for the community clubs, would you like to say to one alloy for basically starting this journey off? Just, I can't say enough really, just a massive thank you. It's such a fantastic club. 
you just look at the players coming out from my, like myself, uh, Liam Williams, Keelan, Scott Arthur, Nicky Thomas, and there's probably so much more that I didn't forget. Also, smash thanks to Tony Cleary as well, who was the coach who coached me all the way through it until the senior level. He pulled up a lot of stick with me, uh, being probably not the best player, but he stuck with me and further to him. You know, it's all credit to him and to the club, and it's just recognition of how good of an olive is at the minute. And he's still involved now. He's uh, took a little bit back with stuff because I think he's. Lost his hair so much, uh, caught on our group. He's, um, he has took a bit of a backward step, but uh, he's still there around the club and helping when he can. And more people like him is probably what we need in the community. Not may continue that club like when our life produces more Welsh players. Yeah, it's a good setup there, isn't it? Across the board, on and off the pitch. I think that's the main thing is on and off the pitch. Like That's where they got that. It's, um, you just go down there a Saturday night and it's always rammed there. Full of good people who are first to welcome you, even if you're a local or if you're like an outsider. And it's such a friendly club. And you know, I recommend. You know, if someone is struggling to find a club, I recommend them to go to an life. Yeah, definitely good people, good volunteers who can't do anything without them. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't don't ask for anything. Just want to you know see the club do well and see the individuals do well. So if you have more people like Aaron Wales, then I think we put ourselves in a good place in the future. Those players you mentioned, did they come through when are they at the same time as you, some of them? Scott Orton did, yeah, I was playing with him. Um, Keeler and Nicky Thomas were both uh, playing in the front row, actually, funny enough. So, uh, yeah, we came through all the way through. And then Keelan was a year younger, and then Liam was a few years older. So we are always there, there about, like, so, yeah, it's, it's a good good feeling down there. Yeah, girls as well, I think Sue and Lily Crap and some others came through the women's setup there too. So that's important as well for the club. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I think that just sleeps around, like, the women's game is... You can see it's going leaps and bounds in the minute internationally as well. So more producers, boys and girls, it's just so, so much good for the club. And is that something you'd like to do in the future? Go back and put something back into one another or another community club? Oh, definitely, yeah. At the minute now, I'm uh, coaching all of you for the minute. Uh, I take a bit of time off for this campaign, but I'm hoping to get straight back into it after it's all done. So, yeah, I think more people, you know, you see, ask most of the boys, and most of them are doing it. We just want to give back to the especially at home, and, you know, it's, it's a great feeling giving back to it. Oh, how long have you been involved in one of the youth? Probably two years, last two years. So, yeah, I can see why uh, Tony's lost his hair, because I was starting to lose my mind a bit of it. But, uh, no, I, I really enjoy it, and uh, it's great to see, you know, a good bunch of boys, you know, just, just want to play for the club and enjoy it. Yeah, it's going well, the youth there at the moment. It's got good numbers and things. Yeah, it was it was a struggle the first year because the first time we started it, I think we were only about 10 boys, but now we've had the 16s and 15s come through now. It's, it's at least about 20, 25 boys there now. So, yeah, that's what we want, really. We, we're not bothered with results at all. We, we just want the boys to play well, enjoy themselves, and, you know, when they're a little bit older, then they can go in the club, have a beer together, and that's all we want, really. And, like produce the next lot of one out of those senior players then wherever they end up these yeah, players definitely yeah. yeah of course it'd be ideally that they stay with Ali, but we just want them to play and be a good bunch of boys where they can communicate and socialize and you know they know they always got a place to live wherever they go but if say they play somewhere else they can you know they're always welcome to come for a pint on the saturday you know so i think that's just the feeling we want down alive that whole kind of community feeling where we're kind of like a family you never really leave that really so the aim for this season for that team will be literally to stay strong as a unit? Yeah, that, that's the way for me. Just get numbers. We, we don't really want to uh, cancel a game due to numbers. So I think that's the main goal for the season. Whatever game we commit to, we've we got numbers to it. We never have to cancel it. And, you know, if we can attract more boys then to come through as well, the youth will be even better. Will you be proud to represent the club, obviously, in Japan? It's great to talk about myself and Liam. But yeah, it's, it's a great honour. Like I said, I'm sure you, you, when you ask Liam as well, the same, we won't be here about our life. So yeah, it's a great honour to represent them in Japan. So plenty more from Japan, of course. But now 
let's focus on matters back in Wales and the start of the Indigo Group Premiership last weekend. Some interesting results and the start of the WIU Cup this weekend with some interesting fixtures. Let's hear from a few of the clubs, starting with defending champions Merthyr. Gavin Dacey, Merthyr. We're in the Merthyr training room, where we were last year. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone was talking about how they knocked you off, they couldn't do it. What about this year? Yeah, it seems like a really short year, to be honest. seems like yesterday we were here, but you know, as the season turned out, it was fiercely competitive, one of the most competitive, certainly in the last kind of three or four years since Merthyr have been involved in the Premiership. And I'm sure we're going to see more of the same again. I think the quality of the Premiership last year was really high, particularly having relegation in the mix as well. And that's something which, again, is going to happen this year. So I think, again, it's going to be fiercely competitive. Twelve teams can't afford to lose any games. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. It seemed harder for you to win last year than it had been the year before. Was that fair? Yeah, it was. And it's probably a compliment to the other teams within the league as well. You know, Cardiff were excellent. Uh, we played them first game of the year, just managed to scrape a win and then... They kind of kicked on. Ponty were the same. They've been fantastic the last three or four years, but they really come together towards the end of the season. And then even kind of going down the table, you come on, the Quincy Land Avries, you know, we didn't have any easy games. Those guys were really pushing and for us to like, win it and the penultimate game of the season, you know, we were all in our game. I don't think we'd ever gone to Ponty a week after I won it, so it was tough and it's a compliment to everyone involved, really. Yeah, you know, to be honest, we haven't spoke about it only because it feels like it's a bit of a different group we've got this year. We've had some players leave who will be a big loss to us, especially behind the scrum. We've had a few go and, and try your luck in Australia, New Zealand, one's gone into championship. So what we've had this year is kind of a little bit of a different group. So for them, the motivation is our message has been we're not champions anymore and we want to be champions by the end of the season. So it's all about coming out on top of that league. We haven't really spoke about how many times we've won it or to go and do history and do something which no one's done before would be fantastic. For us, it's an every week thing. You know, the first three games, Ponty in the Cup, Ebervale away, a real tough one. So um, we can't really think past that first block of games, really. Yeah, quieter definitely. Yeah, he's a you know real lost our environment, but then we've had Rob Sadoli come in to look after forwards and we've gained in him as well with his experiences and what type of person he is. But we're all chuffed for Dale to go and have our opportunities, quality coach, quality person and for him to have experience of going to the World Cup, you know, it's be a big loss for us. But on the other hand it gives the boys an opportunity to come out the shells a little bit more to Maybe there won't be someone doing the hacker at half-time, but hopefully it won't affect their performances. But he's obviously been involved in coaching at a higher level as well, but the fact someone's been taken out to the Premiership to go with Namibia and be part of a World Cup experience, it's got a boost for all of you, I imagine. Oh, it is, you know, definitely. It just shows, as a league, what coaches are being produced. You know, you just look around this room now with the other coaches which are here and you see the quality of coaches is here. And not just the quality of coaches, the quality of coaches delivered over a long period of time. Dale's coached a high standard from regional rugby, from regional age grade, national age grade. He's done a superb job in um, the Premiership over a long period of time and it's good to see him rewarding and, and being given another opportunity. You know, and Mark Jones is out there with him in Namibia, who was obviously hard to see coach last year and someone with really high respect for what he did at best. So to have two Prem coaches out there going toe-to-toe with South Africa and New Zealand this, um, is pretty special and compliment to this group of coaches here as well. Talk about players going out, players coming in. Who are we going to look for? Who are going to be the, the ones to watch in the 
been impressed with a few of the boys have come in, particularly behind. Ashley Norton's come in from Barguid. Big, strong guy, fast, quick, intelligent player. So really excited to see him go. Reese Jones has come in from Emmerville. Again, another quality outside half. We've had some really good experience. Damian Welsh has come in. He'll really boost us in the second row. You know, we've got a few young kids. We've had a few kids coming through from Youth Rugby with us. And Merthyr, so I'm hoping that they're going to make a mark somewhere this year. But I'm excited to see him go, really. I think we've got a few players there who could really kick on this year. It's something which has happened over the last few years. Like in the, the cup final team of last year, we had three youth players on the bench, two were current youth players at the time, you know, so no one kind of picks those facts up at the time. It's only in hindsight you kind of look at it. But you know, we're very um, aware that we want to develop local talent and, and teams and players within our teams here at the club and in the wider community. And that's something we've targeted. You know, we've had a few good young kids come in from Merthyr, a boy from Mountain Ash, a boy from Arbacan, and you know, all in the local vicinity. And, and hopefully we can provide them with a platform to develop you know, their rugby skill set in Merthyr. Ayra Sevens can every RFC. What's the mood at the South Andover going into this season? It's a funny old beginning, obviously, with the eight team and the, the, where the lead start. Pre season's been a little bit different, but the focused mind's now coming into it and excited for the start of the season. Yeah, the eight teams mean that actually the start of the season is a bit of a stretch for everyone. Yeah, it is. Obviously, within the region, Scarlet, we support the eight team quite uh, strongly, so we've, we've had about six or seven players involved in the eight team campaign. Obviously, that's affected our preparation to a certain extent. We planned for that, we knew it has come in and the pathway is there for our players in the Premiership as well and we support that. Andrew, of course, been pushing ever so hard in the last few years. What can we expect for you this year? Yeah, well, please, something similar. We're trying to close the gap with the top teams. You know, the, the Cardiff, the Merthyrs, the Pontys will be there and thereabouts again, I'm sure. So it's just staying in, in with them and hopefully we can get a bit closer and see how the season you know, works out, really. Who's in, who's out and how much of a difference is that going to make? We haven't lost anybody really. The squad's very similar. We've got Alan Reese in from Bedwas, the captain of Bedwas. He'll add uh, to the depth we've got in the hooker berth. But other than that, you know, with a young squad, so hoping that there's enough natural growth amongst them. Obviously, you know, with the coaching environment we've got, hopefully we can get a bit more to them as well, and hopefully the gap will close. Very touched on it there, but uh, what does it take? You're close to them. You're very, very close. Yeah. That was it, you know, the semi-final last year against Cardiff, you know, again within the league campaign, again we're close but not quite there yet, you know, so the challenge is, is to uh, try to be a little bit more consistent, you know, we lost to Gen twice last year, you know, those are the kinds of games that, you know, you can't afford to slip up on really, especially at home, you know, so it's just making sure we're a little bit more consistent and um, get on a run really and keep on winning because you lose 3-4 in this league and you, you could be done. 12 teams, of course, and the competition is more straightforward. Is that going to make a difference as well? Yeah, I think the less teams obviously will make it tougher. There's a bit more quality there. Uh, the teams have been relegated. Some of those players have moved to clubs within the, the Premiership as well. So I'm sure the standard of the competition will rise, and that's what everybody wanted in reality. But again, you know, we're confident that we'll be able to compete against them. Paul Fisher, Athletic. You must really appreciate the fact that you're still standing here. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing is that you know we're glad to be here initially. Hope obviously this season doesn't replicate last season. You know, obviously the last six games we went to play off, you know, was absolutely sort of, you know, the sort of the pressure sort of you know uh, that that led to was sort of immense. And I think everybody realised at the end, potentially, you know, the whole history and the LFC rested on a playoff game.
it's easy from the outside to say that was really exciting. <laughs> from inside yeah. the club, and I yeah, suppose yeah. that was the major feeling. Yeah, no, whenever there's jeopardy, I think it'll bring sort of excitement. And had we not got the points we got, you know, we wouldn't have made the playoff. And then obviously to have to play the playoff against sort of a team that hadn't lost the game for, in the championship for two years. Yeah, just delighted really to come away and obviously to remain in the Premiership and to continue with, uh, you know, with where we are. So you came 12th last year. You need to be higher this year, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can do many seasons like that. You know, obviously it's very, very difficult, you know, with regards, obviously, to limited sort of budget. You know, recruitment has been difficult. But we understand sort of where we are, where we fit in, you know, the development pathway sort of within our region. But like I said, you know, the biggest thing for us is that, you know, we continue, obviously, to deliver an environment, you know, where sort of players, whether it be young sort of academy of developing players and sort of club players, we've got an opportunity to progress and develop and become future Welsh internationals. And we look at some of the internationals come through, some of them going to the World Cup. That's always been Clefley's problem in a way. You're almost too close to the Scarlets, perhaps, and you gain from some young players, but you also lose a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can become an enemy of your own success at times. But, you know, obviously, Clefley, Clendovery and Commanding Quinns, you know, obviously all buy into obviously the regional concept you know we all understand obviously you know where the premiership sits within obviously the development pathway we feel that the premiership is a fantastic sort of environment obviously to blood players between the age of 18 and 21 and you know front five forwards perhaps you know even that sort of a little bit older and I do feel that this year you know with the premiership being reduced obviously to 12 teams but I feel that you know the level of competition you know will be far greater I think sort of the intensity will increase and I do think that you know it's a great sort of environment you know for these young future international players to thrive in if maybe the targets last year would have been negative, avoiding relegation, what are the targets for this year? I think, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to take each week as it comes. So one of the biggest things for us maybe is to try and get some consistency around our team selection this year, to try and build and develop on our sort of performances. You know, undoubtedly, you know, every game is going to be tough. And I think, again, you know, it's going to go down to the wire because I think everybody's capable of beating everybody, you know, on, on the day. You know, I've been in the coaching the Premiership for a long time. And like you said, you know, the game is not won until the final whistle goes. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting initiative next year. So, plenty more from Japan next week. We'll also hear more about the WRU's new digital classroom initiative. But until then, goodbye.